Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the first season of Migrations. My name is Nisha Modi, and I am so, so, so excited to be here. So in this first episode, I just wanted to introduce myself and talk a little bit about what this podcast is all about. Like I said, my name is Nisha. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and I identify as a cisgender South Asian American woman. I was born and raised in Chicago, but I now live in Los Angeles. I have had several professions. My first job out of college was an IT consultant. Then I worked as an IT recruiter. Then I dabbled in voiceover work before working as a speech-language pathologist. I changed my mind again, and I currently work as a librarian. I think a lot of these changes were influenced by me trying to find the one job. The one job that was seen as legitimate, especially in my community. But we'll touch more on that later. So while I've had several professions... I truly identify as a writer and creator. I write memoir and personal essays about my experiences ranging from the mother wound to my divorce to my father's death, all of which are, unsurprisingly, related. Writing helps me process and understand myself and the world better. I'm also fiercely committed to social justice and highlighting voices that are on the margins. My personal experiences and interests in social justice have more to do with each other than not. So this is why I'm talking to you right now. I've wanted to start a podcast for years, but I wasn't really sure what I'd talk about. I thought about doing a podcast about eggs because I think they're delicious. Or maybe I'd do a podcast about writing because that's what I do a lot. Then I thought maybe I could just banter with a friend. But none of this really stuck. So I just forgot about these ideas and moved on. I kind of felt like I knew a lot of little things here and there, but I didn't know anything enough. As I've started to share my writing more and more, especially over the last year, I have received so many messages and words of support, especially from my community. Ever since I was young, I never felt represented. I just lived in my insular world where white kids would tell me I smelled and I was told I was Native American Indian instead of India Indian. But as I grew older, people around me were less ignorant, but still mostly ignorant. Thankfully, by the time I was in high school, I had a pretty diverse group of friends, I also started to see more creative Asians in different areas. I remember reading Interpreter of Maladies in the Joy Luck Club in high school and thinking, finally, we are being seen. But really, it was just a glimpse. If we pigeonhole Asian experiences into one or two books we've read or a couple movies we've watched, we are not seeing the whole picture. So I thought, maybe that's what this can be about. Maybe in this podcast, I can share stories about different Asians who have a migration story just like me. I thought about how Asia as a whole has two countries with the largest populations in the world, India and China. But then I also thought about how there are so many countries that most people might not consider Asian. I mean, I didn't even associate Asia with some countries because of how Asia is depicted in the mainstream. But Iran is in Asia. Palestine is in Asia. Yemen is in Asia. There are so many stereotypes about what Asian is. I'm guessing that if someone were to ask you what Asian music sounded like or what an Asian font might look like, you would have some ideas in mind. Yet this is a continent with tons of variation and nuance. On top of it all, there is so much migration history from these countries, so much that I learn something new all the time. Like I said, there is always nuance. And while there are truths to stereotypes, I think it's really important to investigate how and why they came to be. For example, what are typical Asian parents like? I think a lot of people might say strict. And while I'd say my parents were strict in certain ways, 
They were pretty chill compared to some of my other Asian friends. They never pressured me to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer, but I'm guessing they probably would not have been okay with me majoring in theater either, though I never asked. I also had Asian friends whose parents were partiers, even more than their kids were. So when we talk about strict parents, which Asians are we referring to? What part of Asia makes the stereotype valid in the eyes of the majority, and why? And how does the strict parent stereotype get passed down to kids that are interested in creative and political work? So these are the stories I want to tell. And I want to focus on individuals who are creative and political because, well, that's what I like to talk about. I always try to connect my creative work within a political context. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to other creative and political Asians and find out what their work has to do with what I'm calling their migration story. This is the story of how they or their parents or family left their home country and arrived in a new land. Speaking of, here's a little bit about my migration story. Both my parents were raised in Mumbai, India. My father came to the United States to get his master's degree in engineering in the late 60s, and then he went back to India, met my mom, and married her in 1972. Then they returned to the States to permanently live. My dad worked as an engineer for his whole life, while my mom, who's an incredible artist, sacrificed her artwork for a stable job. For those of you that don't know, they were a part of a wave of immigration that happened as a result of the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965. You see, in 1917, an act was passed to restrict immigration from most Asian countries. And then this restriction was extended in 1924 to include the Philippines and Japan. All these countries were called the Asiatic Bard Zone, and this was created to, quote, preserve the ideal of American homogeneity. But the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965 essentially reversed this act from 1924. It prioritized professionals and other individuals with specialized skills from specific countries. The president at the time, Lyndon B. Johnson, said of the act, it does not affect the lives of millions. It will not reshape the structure of our daily lives or really add importantly to either our wealth or our power. Senator Ted Kennedy, the bill's floor manager, stated, it will not upset the ethnic mix of our society. They had no idea the sweeping demographic change this act would facilitate. Enter my dad and many others, especially of Asian origin. I would not be sitting here, starting this podcast, and speaking to you with my American-slash-Chicago accent had my dad not immigrated to the United States and found a job in Chicago. I don't even know if I would exist. A lot of my creative work revolves around my history of being between these two cultures, navigating quote-unquote normal, and trying to understand more about my ancestors in the context of colonization and migration. This podcast won't be limited to the United States either. The Asian diaspora runs far and wide, and I think it's important to highlight that. I also want to talk about things like the model minority myth, vulnerability, mental health, Topics that are truly stigmatized in a lot of places, but especially in different Asian communities. So far, I have artists and activists and coaches and writers that will be guests on here, and I'm super, super excited for you to hear what they have to say. Now here's the nitty gritty. This is the first season of Migrations. I plan to release new episodes every two weeks. Most of my episodes will be conversations with others, but I might be doing some solo episodes in between to offer some of my own reflections and insight. It was really important to me that the creative elements required to produce this podcast come from people with an Asian identity. Tiffany Wong created the cover art, so check her out on Instagram at Tiffany Wong Art. And the music is by Shin Kawasaki from his song Find Another Way, 
Find him on all the streaming platforms as Shin Kawasaki. His new EP was released on February 11th. And this podcast is produced by Quincy Surasmith, who is awesome. Now here's the gritty. Making a podcast takes a lot of work. It isn't as simple as pressing record and uploading an episode, especially when you interview others. There are production and editing costs, and I'd also love to make these transcripts accessible, but this takes time and money. Like I said, I have a full-time job, I'm a freelance writer, and I'm also starting a coaching business on the side. So I'm asking you in earnest to visit the Migrations Patreon page at www.patreon.com migrations and consider contributing to the creation of a podcast that centers Asian voices. Let's expand our perspectives and knowledge about what Asians are or are not together. You can give as much or as little as you'd like, but I truly, truly appreciate your help. And I'm happy to provide you with some goodies as a thank you. You can check out what those are at www.patreon.com migrations. That's M-I-G-R-A-S-I-A-N-S to learn more. You'll also find a link in the show notes. And I will do shout outs to my $20 a month and above patrons. So thank you to my brother, Ndalia Gahan, for your generous support, even before I aired this podcast. It is this kind of faith that keeps all creative endeavors going. And I'd love for you to stay in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Nisha Modi underscore and on Twitter at Nisha Modi. You can also visit my website, read my writing, sign up for my newsletter, and learn about my coaching services at www.nishaland.com. Before I close, I wanted to offer some gratitude. Thank you to my parents who worked selflessly to make a better life for their kids. Thank you to my brother who was telling everyone and their mother about this podcast. Thank you to George for being my constant soundboard for all my ideas. Thank you to Christina Castaneda of the Savvy Creative Podcast and Lauren Miranda of the Heal and Liberate Podcast for inviting me to be a guest on your shows. It gave me the confidence to start my own. Thank you to Renna for helping me practice. And thank you to Quincy for your fantastic podcast advice. Lastly, thank you to all my Patreon patrons for your continued support. Thanks for listening and see you next time.